Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Kylie Camps, owner of the Kind Parenting Company, wife, proud mum of twin boys, and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self-care, compassion, happiness, love, and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better, and live your best life. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to talk about this super important topic and bring some awareness to gender stereotypes. Oh, Kylie, thank you for having us. I'm really excited to see, to teach people about some of the things you can do as a parent. It's very exciting. And I believe that we first connected over Instagram. I was trying to think how long ago. It would have had to have been at least 18 months ago. Uh, yeah. Just based it, off. <laughs> yeah, I think it was your son's fifth, your son's fifth birthday, actually. Oh, was it? Okay, so yeah. maybe just a year. Because yeah. I was trying to think, I'm like, I'm sure it was around the time he was doing ballet and whatnot. Yeah. But we connected over Instagram and I think, yeah, it was because I had shared that, you know, one of our little boys has an affinity for anything and everything to do with dancing and sparkles and he loves Elsa and princesses. And it is just a topic that is so close to my heart, obviously. And it really opened my eyes to just how narrow-minded some people's views are when it comes to take when it comes to children taking interest in certain things that might not be considered the stereotypical norm for that gender. You know, I personally found it really adorable that my son had found a passion and had found interests that really lit him up. And I did, I guess, have kind of a level of expectation that some people from older generations may confuse his interests to mean something else. But I was genuinely surprised to hear from women in my own age group with really strong aversions and what I would call misguided assumptions in regards to gender stereotypes. And it really ignited something within me, um, not just as a protective mum, but as a human and also as someone who does have that following of parents, it fired me up to want to explore this topic more. So can you tell our listeners exactly what Level Playground is and what your role is there? Of course, yeah. When I when I first um, when I first saw you post some beautiful photos from your son's birthdays, I was so excited to see that you know um, you hadn't even mentioned anything about their differences. So I think um, so you had a, a Elsa themed party and you had a cake for your um, the Elsa loving child, and then I think you had some sort of dinosaur cake or something. Ninja turtles. Um, Ninja turtles. <laughs> that's what it was. Um, yeah. And you didn't. Yeah, in your post, you didn't mention anything about their differences. But, and it wasn't until you started to get some comments 
where um, you know people were disagreeing with your son's um, Elsa wig and things like that, where you had to make comments. And I'm just like, okay, I saw your replies. I'm like, this is a this is a parent that we want involved. So when you started sharing other photos of your son in ballet costumes or dress ups, I just loved being able to share that because parents see you as a role model and if and if you're okay with it and if you're not making a big deal about it then no one else should as well so we're hoping that we get rid of those comments from people who just don't seem to understand that children just want to be children and it's society that's putting all these pressures on pressures on them to be to you know to be um, something that they may not necessarily want to be. So our website, um, it's for parents and caregivers and early childhood educators who are passionate about raising children who can be their true selves. On our website, you'll find lots of fun ideas and activities to encourage children to learn, play and read without being restricted by their gender. And we have an Instagram and Facebook account too. And um, we try to, through those um, platforms, we try and reach people who wouldn't necessarily be looking for um, information on our website so you know nothing makes us more happy when we see other accounts getting tagged in our posts and then end up following us too it just means that we can reach more people Um, spreading the message exactly right but we came um we came about after our organization did some consultations um with parents and early childhood educators and we saw that there was a gap around this issue um so we thought it would be handy to create a one-stop shop to make it easy to find all the information that will support you in raising your children free from stereotypes um and so um, our project it's a project of edvos which is the eastern domestic violence service in melbourne um and our main aim is to break down rigid gender stereotypes and gender inequalities, which are drivers of violence against women. And at Edvos, we know that this violence can be prevented. So that's why we're investing in working towards ending it. Mm-hmm. And my, my role is um, yeah, to manage the website and just to um, post engaging photos and handy tips for parents and early childhood educators. So yeah, we, we try and raise as much awareness as we possibly can. I love that. And you're doing a really great job. It's an amazing resource. I've gone to your website several times and Mm -hmm. I just find it fascinating to read through the tips and the fact sheets. And I love that you have checklists available. It's a very handy free resource. And like you said, it's so much more than just allowing kids to be kids. That's of course the root of it, but it bleeds into all other areas of life as they grow up as well, which is the scary thing. Mm-hmm. Of course. So that's that's what you know. That's what what we're trying to do. So um, st- the stereotypes put pressure on boys and girls to conform to a certain notion of masculinity and femininity, which can really limit and restrict young children. And then that influences the type of roles that they take in society as adults. Yes. And so the definition of gender stereotypes are oversimplified ideas, messages and images about differences between males and females. They have become meaningful because society has assigned them meaning and value. And I think the key word for me in that is gender stereotypes are oversimplified Mm -hmm. ideas. Like it's just really, really important to understand that. And kids learn these stereotypes from a super young age. I've read that as young as two, but truthfully, you know, my opinion would be that it starts even younger than two because 
the moment we as parents find out the gender of our baby, it's common to go quite hard <laughs> with the gendered items, themes and language, you know, before the baby's even born. And it is a really exciting time to start buying and planning for your son or daughter's arrival. And we don't want to say to parents, no, no, you can't be excited about that. But what are some ways that new parents can stay excited and prepare, but also just stay aware of that mm-hmm. gender bias? Yeah, for sure. So it is a tricky time for new parents um, because of that excitement. But um, my advice would try to, you know, try not to to find out the sex of your child or keep it between yourselves. Um, once everybody starts finding out, you know, it's pink this, blue this, uh, footy this, um, tutus this. So yeah. um, if you if you keep it to yourself. Um, and then, um, you know, keep the surprise for everybody else. It just creates extra excitement when the baby's born and you avoid getting a whole lot of stuff that you probably won't even use in the lead up. Um, and gender reveals, you know, we've got nothing against gender reveals. They're very cute. Um, but I think they've gone beyond pink first blue. You know, all you have to do is type into Google gender reveal and, you know, there's cakes, there's cakes about, you know, um, I think I saw one the other day, tutu or touchdown, something like that. And it's just all this pressure. Um, so, yeah, just keep it um, keep it to yourselves or, um, you know, tell the, you know, certain people that you trust because, yeah, all that, all that unnecessary um, uh, things that you get in the lead up, you, you know, you just don't need it. But also not to be scared of colour. Um, so I think when people think gender neutral, they think, Grey, white, (laughs) Um, beige, but go for the rainbow. The more parents dressing their kids beyond blue and pink, it's better it is for everyone. And really start educating yourself early. Um, Language is the biggest tool to break down the stereotypes. So I've got um, a little three-year-old girl and a one-year-old boy, and it wasn't until my son was born I started to feel sorry for my daughter. So um, so many people started to leave her out of things already. So um, there were comments that, um, my husband would get, oh, you know, you must be so excited. You can take your son fishing now, and um, oh, you've got you've got a son you can watch footy with. And it's like, hang on a minute. Um, my daughter can go fishing. My daughter can watch the footy, and you know, it's just amazing to see because she absolutely does love fishing. And a certain fat, um, fat red. A fat wearing red man is going to um, bring her a fishing rod, and it just—it's amazing how that's <laughs> turned turned out. Um, so it's really just yeah, learning that language and and stopping people or you know um, you know sticking up for your children and making sure that they get to experience the things that that other gender um, might not necessarily. Yeah, and it's just I guess there's that certain level of expectation, isn't there, when a child is born into a family and it's okay here's my princess and this is how princess acts mm-hmm. or you know finally I've got my little bruiser and this is how my you know my my tough tough and tumble kids going to act it can just set them up to I guess already have an identity before they've really had a chance to explore and form their own you're exactly right okay and I think that some people sometimes are quick to feel attacked and misconstrue these kinds of conversations and automatically want to debate the fact that girls and boys are in fact different. 
And the fact is, yes, they are. Neither you or I are saying otherwise, but what we are saying is that people need to understand that the sex of someone is not the same as the word gender. The definitions are as follows. Sex refers to the biological and physical characteristics that define girls, boys, women and men, such as um, the difference between male and female genetics and hormones. And then gender actually refers to the roles, behaviours, activities and attributes that society has given to girls, boys, women and men. So there's that little bit of a difference there that sometimes I think people can kind of struggle with that concept. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, The distinction between the two terms that you've mentioned can be confusing for most people. You know, not everyone are taught these definitions and it can be hard for some people to understand. Um, Some people are so protective over the words and then I think other people are just nervous to get it wrong also. So when we're talking about gender stereotypes, we're referring to the socially accepted ideas of what is appropriate for a boy and um, or a girl based on their sex. So Um, Some examples of socialised gender roles that um, women are assumed to be better suited to are carer roles, you know, such as nurses and teachers and are expected to take on domestic duties Um, and that men are believed to make better leaders and are often seen as the natural breadwinners but these gender roles and stereotypes are reinforced through a number of societal changes, you know, toys, sports, games, clothes, books, you know, the media, um, teachers and even families. So the truth is nobody is born with specific likes or dislikes, you know, um, that are based on their sex. These are learned. So it's important that girls and boys are given equal opportunities to develop their full potential um, and have options to choose their future path based on their individual interests and skills and not on their expectations for their sex. I love that. And so having an open dialogue is the best way to help people to broaden their views. And in a perfect world, you could have that easy, open, warm exchange where it's more about being curious and exchanging knowledge, but it's not always that way. I've been in many situations where a comment a comment, um, or a question or an outdated opinion has been thrown my way. So I wanted to ask you, in your opinion, what is the best way to respond to people who have really strong opinions on the appearance, behaviour or interests of your child, whether that be strangers or family members? Mm -hmm. Um, Sadly, this is something that we're getting asked a lot through our DMs or email. Um, You know, I get it a lot as well. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you know, how do I stop my uncle for commenting on my son's length of hair or, um, you know, my grandma's always on my my back about my daughter being too rough Um, or even it's, yeah, like you said, the strangers in the street. Um, But the best... Um, the best advice that we could um, give is, you know, as long as your reply is respectful, calm and short, um, we're finding that there hasn't been much retaliation or for people to, you know, um, say things back to you. So, for example, um, you know, if someone says that you should cut your son's hair, you say, oh, no, he really loves his hair that length. There's no way I'll, cu- I'll be cutting it unless he wants to cut it. Um, or if, you know, if someone's says, you know, your daughter should be reading a book instead of playing footy with the boys. Um, You know, you can say, oh, she loves footy so much, it makes her so happy. And, you know, there are all those comments um, around, you know, boys don't cry, girls can't play sports. But we've just um, 
we've just realized that as long as you say, actually, emotions are for everyone, activities are for everyone, colors are for everyone, occupations are for everyone, um, then yeah, the, there's not much people can say back to that. Um, and, and the good thing about having these short, calm responses is that it can be used with children too. So if your children um, come up to you and say, oh no, I can't play with that, it's, that's a boy's toy, you, you know, all you have to do is say, mm, no, um, toys are for everyone actually. Um, but yeah, is, is that is that what you're is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I think that's really helpful, and it's definitely a question that I get a lot. And I think because I have been so open in sharing, um, you know, the fact that my son, does, well, he he is actually not as interested in it right now, and that's exactly my point. <laughs> that's exactly my point with kids. They come and go with interests, and yeah. it doesn't define them. So, you know, a year ago, he was deep into the world of Elsa and Frozen and I would share that and he did ballet classes and he loved all of that. And I would get awful comments, but I would also get messages from parents saying, oh my gosh, my son really wants to do ballet or my son loves princesses. And, you know, I, you know, they they would either say, I let him do that at home, but I would never let him do it out at like you know in public because what if someone said something to him or I would get people saying you know I really want to let my son have that freedom of expression but there's no way my husband will allow it or whatever it is just some form of someone in their life not being happy about it and it's really hard for some people to stand up and to be direct you know being assertive does not come easily for some people but it is so important as you said to just speak up and you can be respectful. You don't have to be awful about it, but I would really hope that the desire to protect your child with integrity would be a big of enough why to stand up and speak up. So that's really helpful, your tips in terms of staying respectful, staying positive and clipping the response, you know, not engaging in a debate, I think is important. And just, yeah, being direct, I mean, there was times where I had to pull my dad into line, for example. You know, he made a comment about what's your mother doing to you? Boys don't do that or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And straight away, I, you know, I said, Dad, can I have a word with you? And we went around the corner and I said, no, that is not on. There is no way we're doing that to him. We don't know whether he's interested in this just because you know, it's a childhood hobby or whether it's going to go far deeper and last longer than that. And either option is fine, but we're not putting your expectation on him. Mm-hmm. And my dad was amazing. He was like, fair, fair enough. And that year for Christmas, he bought him um, some pink Paw Patrol pajamas. And I knew that the <laughs> message had been well and truly received. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think short and sharp yeah. is key. Yeah, And exactly. that language, like you said, it's great for parents but also teaching our kids the right word to use. They'll learn that through role modeling. They'll see us doing it as well. And you hit on one of my go-to phrases, which I've used forever, and that is colors are for everyone. And that has saved me so many times. And I've heard the boys use that to adults as well as children. You know, for example, even Santa Claus one year said to my boys at a shopping center, and do you want a blue bodyboard? And my little boy said pink and Santa said, I think you mean blue. And my little boy said, 
colors are for everyone <sighs> and so just proud that moment. simple <laughs> super proud moment <laughs> that simple phrase is so empowering that's exactly and it's simple right. as well um, another thing that I would try and do with the kids because we have been in the situation where other children will make comments about it and then my boys would ask me later why did so and so say that and I would just try and keep things really simple and say maybe their parents haven't taught them yet that colors are for everyone so it's important that you let them know that colors are for everyone and I don't know if that's the right thing or the wrong thing but that's kind of um what I've done with the boys of course that's fantastic and um level playgrounds starting to do some work in early childhood educators um with early childhood educators sorry and um you know we're we're teaching the children all these things you know colors are for everyone dress ups are for everyone books are for everyone and that language is then um being brought home and it it, it's it's almost like a ripple effect so you know those parents switch uh, switched on and then there are other children who are not attending the service can then learn these things too. So it's amazing that, yeah, you, sh- you definitely should be teaching your children to say these to other children too. But I, in our view, everyone should, the more people that are learning these tools, the better it is for everyone. Yeah, I completely agree. And you also touched on about colours earlier as well and it triggered a sort of a memory that happened just recently the boys had some friends over and I had some pink cookies left over from an event and all of the kids were having one except for one little boy who refused because he was saying, I hate pink, pink's for girls. And so all of the other kids were little boys and they were saying, no, it's not. Pink's great. Like colours are for everyone. And they all sat there and ate their cookies. And by the time they were three quarters through, the other little boy said, oh, okay, I'll have a pink cookie. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's just... Like you said, the more awareness, the more it can spread, the better. Yeah, these children, these poor children, they're learning these things from so many different channels. Like I mentioned before, you know, there's the TV, there's the toys, there's the um, the the toys marketing is the worst. It's you know, slowly um, we're starting to see some changes, but that it just influences the children's mindset so much. And um, we you know it's just about you know um providing your children with a a wide variety of toys to play with um you know you might not know what your child is really into unless you're giving giving them options thinking before you speak so comments um about girls looking very pretty and boys getting big and strong they can make children believe that their other characteristics and qualities are less important so it's about making a conscious effort to talk to children in ways that recognize their individuality and not their gender or their looks and even um, you know when you know Peppa Pig <laughs> sorry to all the Peppa Pig lovers but that's that's one of my the worst shows at the moment I think I caught the end of one the other day where um, Peppa's dad his um, Peppa accidentally put his dad's white soccer shirt in the wash with her her dress and it turned it pink oh, no. and he was beside <laughs> himself and um and I thought okay here we go this is the um such the a shows. shitty message to I put know. out <laughs> and I, I actually thought I'm like hang on a minute this might be good so I thought that he'll end up wearing the shirt and love the shirt because he was um he was running late so there was no time to find another one but it just lost itself so he ended up I think he ended up wearing his business shirt 
um, to play soccer. So it's not even like that um, would be a far better choice than being seen in pink when you're already a freaking pink pig. I know. So you know, even watching TV with your kids, I think it's a really important to, um, thing to do. And setting time um, aside to talk about what you've just seen afterwards, and make having a discussion about how the genders were um, were portrayed in the show. Um, mm-hmm. If there were gender stereotypes, you know, flip them around. So, for example, if um, if the main character was a male superhero, uh, you know, you can ask your children, do you think girls can save people too? Or, you know, you can just see where the conversation leads you. It's all about talking to your children. Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right when you said that kids are learning from so many different areas because it's something that I've been really passionate about. And so I've always bent over backwards and done my best um, with the knowledge that I've had at the time to really try and, I guess, build equality in our household. But even with that, then they go out into the world and they pick these things up. And my sons would say things like, let's go to the girl section to choose a toy for my other little boy. And it's like, hang on, why is that the girl section? And it's because it's pink. And so they've learnt, they've learnt from, you know, just observing things the way that they're placed in stores that these are the toys for little girls and then these are the toys for little boys. And, you know, when I've gone off on rants in the past about how important this topic is, one thing I've said to parents is do yourselves and your your kids a favor and when you're shopping for toys if that's something that you're brave enough to do while your kids are present (laughs) take them down all of the aisles let them wander the aisles let them sort of you know make their way through and explore what else is available don't just take the little boys straight to the hot Wheels section and the little girls straight to the barbie section exposing them to a variety of toys is so important Mm -hmm. you're exactly right You've hit the nail on the head with that one. Toys can be the biggest influence. Yeah, and then like you said, TV shows as well. I'm a big fan of actually watching the shows with your kids, like you said, so that they so that you know what they're learning. And I guess bringing awareness to the materials that you are bringing into the house. So such as if you're buying a book on firefighters, have a flick through and make sure there are some female firefighters in there as well. Or, uh, you know, construction workers, make sure there are some female ones and vice versa. You know, make sure that you have some books that are about dads staying at home and looking after their kids and preparing meals. And, yeah, just having conversations is so important, like you Mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. And as parents, I feel like we often find ourselves saying that I just want my child to be happy. But to really mean that, it can mean challenging your own preconceived notions and assumptions not to mention those around you. So do you have any other tips that you can think of for encouraging kids to pursue their passions without inhibition? Oh, of course. So, you know, and like you, some of the things that you've already mentioned, so just, um, you know, showing children um, that, you know, when they, um, that, you know, it's about occupations. So when you, when you're, you know, using gender inclusive language. So instead of using terms like fireman or workman or air hostess, um, you know, you can say firefighter or construction workers, flight attendant, um, Mm. and then showing them also that pictures of, um, male nurses and, and male, um, air hostess and female doctors and female firefighters. It's just, 
there was an experiment that was done um, in an early childhood setting and they they brought in um, they, they told all the I've children seen this, yeah. oh you have yeah it's amazing it, it is so good it gives you goosebumps but basically they just ask children to draw a firefighter and a, um, a doctor and I think it I can't remember the percentage but mostly um, the children drew male um, male images and then I think was, was there an astronaut as well, like an yeah, astronaut, a yeah. surgeon, and a firefighter? Yeah, yeah, and and then in and then the the teachers um, surprised the children. It's like we've actually got them here to meet you. And in walk in the yeah, the female firefighter, the female astronaut, the female doctor, and the kids were just gobsmacked. It was like their their chins had hit the floor. But it was just amazing to see that. Um, that comparison so you know the more you show your children things and expose them to things that are not um, and not you know we know it's hard to find these things yeah it's you know you have to actually go searching when when we're creating promotional flyers and posters we are searching so far and and wide for pictures that are inclusive that you know show these uh, show children that they can be anything they want to be so we couldn't find anything so we we had to basically develop our own so yeah it's just, just it all all too often we are telling our kids you can be whatever you want to be but then the moment they dip their toe into the water of something that makes us or someone we love uncomfortable it's like oh shit no you can't be that you know so it's just actually walking the walk when you say that you want your kids to be happy and you want them to be whatever they want to be even if it challenges you it's honoring that and going okay how can I make this easy and comfortable for them yeah exactly right and also not to force them to do an activity um that they should um that, and if they're showing signs that they don't want to do it, um, yeah, don't you don't push it. You know, there's so many things that you can do with your children now. And if if you're a footy family or a gymnastics family, and your child just doesn't want to go down that path, um, yeah, the best advice would be just to try and find something else that they're interested in. Now, I know activities can be expensive, but you know, it can be it can be the you know you don't have to pay for lessons or anything you can set up something in your own home so they get to develop the skills um to be able to maybe do do something in the future and just also too on the language that we use as parents because we've a lot of us have grown up in households with that gender stereotype so we do a lot of us default to that automatic language of firemen because that's what firemen were called when we were little it Mm -hmm. wasn't about calling them firefighters and you know it was air hostess it wasn't cabin crew and whatnot but the language that you use is so powerful and one switch that um, I made myself a little while ago was I realized sometimes I would say that that's weird and not to things about kids but just in general like oh that's a bit weird you know and so then I realized no like I have to change that to that's different Mm -hmm. and that's just been so good for the kids because now it's not like what am I trying to say you know the the reason it came up is we were in Byron Bay and there's a gentleman who stands on the corner in Byron Bay shaking pineapples and singing and the boys (laughs) were like mom look at that man I said oh that's a bit weird isn't it and I caught myself and I was like no that's different Mm -hmm. and I said oh what mommy meant was that's different you don't see that every day and so the boys now use that language as well so if someone says to them oh it's weird that your brother has an Elsa doll next to his bed they'll pipe up and say no it's just a bit different 
Mm-hmm. And that just, it's such a simple switch, but so powerful. Mm-hmm. So simple. And it's just, I think as parents, we know these things. It's just about reminding ourselves. Um, yeah. Our brains are overloaded with so many things. Um, but that's that's what's um, what's good about these things. The more we do it, the more uh, the more we continue to do it. Build a habit. Exactly. And the children pick up on things too. Even changing pronouns. So you'll, you'll find, um, you know, in the, in rhymes and stories and songs, it's, it's a great way of building children's language skills, but it, it can often promote gender stereotypes. So books with animal characters, they often fall into this trap. So, um, the large scary animals, they're often a male and the cutesy little animals are often female with the and big eyelashes yeah <laughs> the bow in its hair yeah. yeah yeah and you can simply just switch these around so you know now the bear is a she and the mouse is a he and it the more they hear it the more the more normal it would be and even songs so um you know the wheels on the bus so in in instead of um it being, you know, the mothers try to shush the baby. It can be the dads on the bus who sued the crying babies. Or the doctor could even come to see Miss Holly's dolly with her bag and her hat. So yes, it's just the, yeah. subtle, the subtle changes. And that's what Level Playground's about. It's about just reminding parents. So, you know, if you do follow us on social media, we'll just post things here and there. And you'll be like, oh, actually, I saw that. So it's things that you can start using with your children. And just put in your little toolkits for when you need to use them. Yeah. Now, given that we are right in the thick of the gift giving time of year, how important is it that we do continue to expose our kids to a variety of toys? Oh my gosh, it's so important. So, um, I, the the biggest thing is probably um, just to not get caught up in finding a toy that's gender neutral. So. It's, it is just about giving options. So whether that be a doll or whether that be a footy, they learn all different skills playing with that, um, that toy. Um, and to be honest, they might not have even um, know they like something until they've played it. And um, we're finding now that it's, it might be easier to give your children um, experiences. Um, it's a great way of avoiding stereotypes and you get to spend good quality time with your children. So day trips to the zoo or water parks or shows, sports programs, science experience, experiments, there's so much these days. And um, also, if you are shopping for other children, this is a great way to um, provide an opportunity to play with something different so I've, I've got a little cousin who was obsessed with Barbies nothing wrong with Barbies they're super fun um but everything she has is pink she's got a pink room she's got pink clothes and for her birthday this year I thought oh I'll do something different I, I just I did really didn't want to go out and get her a Barbie doing a cover or, or a Barbie doll and I was talking to her parents and I wanted to get her some soccer goals or something, um, not to change her. I obviously, yeah, definitely don't want to change her personality. But um, her parents were like, no, duh, you, you'll waste your money. She won't play with them. But I, I, I went ahead and I got, them her, I got her her soccer goals. She, she has been out there practicing, like, I think it's about three or four times a week. She loves them so much. She and them. Yeah, she actually asked her parents if she could join the soccer team. So it's just an example of getting children to experience different things. And they are so young and so impressionable. So just keep that in the back of your mind when you're buying for other children too. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point. I love that. <laughs> and it is, excuse me, just about exposing them to different things. And I think it's also important that we do include here that 
there are some little girls that just are obsessed with pink and sparkles and there are some little boys who likes who like trucks and um your action figures and all that sort of stuff and that is just what they like and we're not saying they can't like that we're just saying it's important to expose them to a variety of toys and whether or not they're drawn to it that's okay but as long as they're exposed to it and they're given the opportunity it might not necessarily impact the way that they play but what it might do is it might impact the way they interact with other kids Mm -hmm. because this was you know I did a whole Instagram TV video about this saying that you know if a whole heap of little boys have my little ponies at home and they just are exposed to it and they might not ever touch the thing it might just collect dust but then when they go to school and they see another little boy with a my little pony that's really special to them it's not going to be such a foreign concept Mm -hmm. and the reason I use my little pony as the example is because of that TED talk that I'm sure you've seen Lauren Mm -hmm. that I've shared 45 million times and I'll share it again (laughs) in the podcast notes because I think everyone on planet earth should listen to it but it's a TED talk speaking about um, the gender of superheroes and within that TED talk they touch on the story of a little boy who nearly who tried to kill himself because he was so bullied because he liked My Little Pony. And the speaker says, what's so wrong with a little boy liking a show that's about building confidence and friendship? What's so mm. wrong about that? Where it is unfortunate that so many people think that's a problem. So, yeah, exposing kids and thinking of some of those outside-of-the-box ideas for toys is a really good gift that you can give the whole family. Mm, for sure. And I think um, handmade vouchers are just the cutest thing at the moment. I think it, they're really good. You can tailor them to your children's interest um, and it, it saves you a lot of grief of going to the shopping centre at this time of the year too. And um, it's, not an expen- it's not an expensive thing that you can do. So some cute ideas might be to um, you know, learn how to make something in the kitchen together buying their favourite snacks and having a movie night, um, outdoor adventures like hiking. There's just so many possibilities. And um, child um, children magazine subscriptions are also making a comeback too. They have these awesome science-based ones. Um, and the National Geographic have a really good um, subscription too. Our, our friends at Plan Unlimited, they've got a section on their website about retailers who are doing it right in Australia. And it, it can all be accessed from our website too under the play section. Amazing. I will make sure we pop all of that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I really appreciate it. And as you mentioned, you've got so many resources on the website. What is your Instagram handle as well, just so that parents can jump over now and give you a follow? Right. It's, it's just Level Playground. Perfect. I'll pop all of that in the show notes. Again, Lauren, thank you so much for all of the work that you're doing. It does not go unnoticed and I'm very, very grateful for it. Thank you, Kylie. And keep doing what you're doing too. You have an incredible following and you're just such a great role model in raising children to be their true selves. So thank you so much. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I will talk with you soon. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 